host and my co-host is Paul Yaburo. And today we have our sister April with us. We're so happy she's here uh, because we know her passion for the Lord. And we know that this topic specifically is one that she's very familiar with. We're continuing on our talk about rest. Now we talked about this Friday before last, because for those of you that know, we do the Freedom Friday broadcast the first and third Monday of every month to bring encouragement and inspire you guys to walk your freedom out in Christ. There are a lot of facets to freedom and having his rest, not super, you know, natural rest is important. Laying down, getting your eight hours sleep, whatever it is, that's important. But spiritual rest and being at peace and at rest in him is a whole different ball whack ball wax so today we're going to throw it over to april we're going to have april share with you her take on what godly rest looks like and why it's so important for the believer to have it so good morning april take it away girlfriend good morning i appreciate you guys having me on here this morning i have um listened to some of your broadcasts about rest and i have just uh, obviously been on the the sidelines and it's been an enjoyable um uh, edifying experience to hear you all talk about it but there is so much of value and importance in entering into his rest and the biggest thing that um i think i want to first highlight is the expectations factor you know we get caught up in expecting certain things to transpire when we enter into god's presence and receive his rest and and that if we could just do away with expectations it would be wonderful because there is like so much to say about just being still without any expectations or, you know just take your thoughts and just empty them completely out and just be there and be with the father and that intimacy with him um, just outpours from his heart to yours and then before you know it there's this filling up that you didn't have and this energy and, and strength and joy that you may not have been at the full tank fullness of um, and it's just one of those things where I just encourage it so much but I was wondering, you know, what are your guys' thoughts on um, maybe some tips and advice and suggestions and stuff about how to be still to acquire this this moment or these moments, depending upon how long you're still? How, what have you found? Well, I will kick that off and answer that question. Being still has always been an issue for me. Why? Because I was diagnosed with like ADHD and I'm like, no. Nah! all the time i'm in like there's there's you know no uh slow lane for me i'm always in fifth gear and it's just kind of how i'm made up and part of that uh has learned you know i i don't want to bring the whole secular side into it but behavior modification for me because i am a personality type that i will go full throttle until i hit a wall and so I have to rein myself back and I and being still is something I'll tell you, I'm a work in progress. I still have to go to the father and eliminate distractions because shiny things will get me in trouble. And I still have to go to him and I have to ask him to help me to be still help me, God, to slow down. Help me to stay in rhythm with what you're saying. And I, and I do it a lot of different ways, eliminating distraction, but then also just finding peace. And if I, I have to close my eyes because the sensory thing will mess me up. So I can just get in a comfy place and close my eyes and meditate on a scripture and then just start praying. And that automatically takes me to that piece of rest. I also do belly breaths, okay? If you guys don't know what those are, you, you know, you can put your hand on your chest 
and your hand on your tummy, take a deep breath. And when you do, if your tummy goes up, you're breathing from that deep place. That place is going to balance you to where you can be still with the Lord. It'll physically calm you down. If you're breathing up here in your chest, that's anxiety. That's stress. That's not from God. God wants us to breathe in his peace and be still in the moments that he gives us to refuel and recharge. I love the analogy you used, April, of the gas tank. Oh, we yeah. will run it down low and we have got to give from our overflow. And if we're constantly pouring out and not being restful and peaceful and in the center of his will, we will get burnout. And giving from an empty place is not healthy for any Christian ever. So, Paul, what's your take on that? You know, there's, there, I mean, these are all good points. This is all good. That's a great question, April. Um, so for me, it's, um, it's not always necessarily physically sitting and listening. Me, um, I'm, I'm probably halfway like, like Maggie. I'm, I'm in third gear. I used to be fifth gear all the time, but I've learned as I've been still with God to stay in third gear because that's right in the balance. That's right in the balance of everything of speed and all that. But that's just me, right? Some are just, I mean, I know people just like Maggie that are just wound up. There's just go, 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 go. And I'm like, I don't know even how you compute up here, all that stuff. So for me, it's my stillness is as I continue to move because that's, that's how God has created me. And so everyone is different. Like we are all different. We are all individually made that's why we're called individuals so what works for me may not work for somebody else and this right. is where it's imperative that our our input is related in a way as far as just my perspective say listen take whatever nuggets you get from me and apply them to your life whatever's going to work for you that's still godly so for me when i take my morning walks sometimes i won't even go live I'm just walking and I'm just looking at ducks eating. I'm looking at the birds. I'm watching the birds that are in the nest in front of our kitchen window, feeding their babies. I'm looking at that. And for me, that's being still saying, all right, God, what are you speaking to me in this moment? So for me to like literally stop. And there are those seasons where I would just cut everything out and everyone out. And I'll just sit and listen. So that's what my Fridays are, right? So I'll do like this, I'll do maybe another thing, but my Fridays, that's my day off. That is my day that I've put aside for myself and that gives me the rest to be able to replenish, to really look at my week, look at what's coming, um, what's important. And that's for me is where I find my rest in being still. And it's a process, like it's a process. It is a, a, a major process. But as we just take small increments, take five minutes here, three minutes there, then those minutes begin to become hours and then those hours become days. And so that's my input. That's what's worked for me. And uh, we just want to welcome Lisa and Facebook user and um, uh, Melissa. Thank you so much, everyone, for coming in. So that's my perspective. What you got, April? Well, I, I have two little things I wanted to add. Um, there's this technique that it's actually the opposite of what Maggie uh, was talking about, what she does. She has to close her eyes, but there is a way that you can ground yourself and find your center and get your focus back, especially if you're in a state of being overwhelmed, stimulated, or triggered in some way or capacity, but it's called 
um, uh, what is it, sensory breathing. And so you breathe in and you breathe out and then you open your eyes and you, you identify five things. And then you do the same thing, breathe in and breathe out and you go through all of your senses. So you, you keep your eyes closed and you listen for five things and then you breathe in and breathe out and you, um, you know, you feel. So if you actually are still enough, you can, you can feel the material on your, your jeans. If you're wearing jeans, you know, you can, when you breathe in, you can feel your shirt move on your body. You know, it's like these many little tiny things. If you would just be still enough to focus enough. And so by the time you're, you're through all of those, I mean, right now I can taste my coffee breath, you know, I mean, it's just, it's these, you know, these moving parts of, um, of really just getting into that space of preparation to be still before the Lord and, and cancel out everything else that's going on around you. It helps you to become in the moment that you're in. And that is so important. And so, um, any of those kind of things, those techniques that you found, like Paul saying is that process, that process, what is your process? How have you figured out how to get to the point where your brain is not on your emotions are like zero on the, the Richter scale. They're not like a 10. They're zero, you know, um, and you are just there in silence. You know, silence is something, it's a bad word to a lot of people. People don't like silence. And it's, it's one of those things where silence literally is an opportunity for you to come face to face with yourself and your maker. And so I don't know how often this world has, like, it's going 100 miles an hour for a reason, people. I mean, we've got to sit here and think it's keeping us from the silence. And it, it's just interesting because without silence, you know, there is no reconciliation of of what we've got going on, you know. And, you, and like you had brought up, I, I didn't think you were going to bring up the gas tank deal, but yes, a car is sitting there requiring fuel of some sort and and if we do not fill up the tank it's like it's like that old saying like somebody says like I'm so hungry that my stomach is eating itself from the inside out you know it's like that kind of thing it's almost like that because we, after we're empty of the Holy Spirit and we haven't received that infilling and that that restoral and that restoration we begin to work out of our own efforts and then we deplete ourselves on top of everything else. And so when your tank's empty of the Holy Spirit and you're not leaning into him because you haven't done that infilling, you haven't taken that time, then you're doing all these works on your own. And that's not productive anyways, but it ends up depleting yourself to the point where you just hit this brick wall. And do we really want to get there or, or can we not afford to get before the Lord, I guess? It's, it's like there's so many things that there's so many people that need the Lord we cannot afford to not be filled back up, I guess, um, is what I'm trying to say. So that's, that's my thoughts. <laughs> those are good thoughts, April. And, you know, for those, like, you're a perfect example because you're young, vibrant. You've got, you know, all of these things going on. You know, you do broadcasting. You're, you know, you're a musical artist. Uh, you've got all of these gifts and talents. How do you prioritize your rest time with the Lord? I mean, do you practice Sabbath? And do you find, is there a certain part of the day where you're just disconnected? How do you manage all the moving parts of your life and be still and rest in him? 
Well, that's a good question. Um, I have many opportunities that I take. Let's say it that way. You know, while today is still today, are we going to choose? Um, what are we going to choose? I guess is is how I challenge myself personally because it's it's one of those things where I can choose all day long to do stuff that doesn't honor the Lord. I can sit there and and do a hundred thousand chores around the house. This thing's like never ending, and you know how laundry is. It's like a mountain that like never loses its size. I don't understand it, but it's just one of those things that it's like. <laughs> I could get distracted easily enough. I could sit here and waste my day away on a game on my phone, you know? I mean, there's just all sorts of kinds of stuff. But uh, every morning I wake up and I ask God, what does he want to do today? Just like, and it's probably a little bit childish, but oh well. It's like a kid, you know? Like, it's like, what are we doing today, Mom? You know, what are we doing today, Dad? And it's that kind of thing because it's... (laughs) I just have to do that before I get up because I've done the opposite of not even asking him or talking to him first thing before I even get out of bed because of my own, you know, ambitions and things that I was doing. And man, oh man, how the day like really quickly messes up if I don't, you know, I'd rather I I got to a point in my walk where I wanted to go to him first. And so I started practicing doing that every morning and every morning I wasn't like it wasn't every morning. It was, you know, every five days I would do it pretty good. And then that sixth day or seventh day or whatever, I'd forget about it. And But, yeah, we practice these things. And so that's one of the things that uh, helps. And then the other thing, especially during the spring, summer, and fall time, I have a mower and we have, like, 12 acres out here. And my closet time, alone time, praise time, you know, uh, communion time with the Lord is on the back of that mower and I'm like out there for four to six hours at a given section that I do you know because of how much acreage we have but it's like there's so many things that that we can find the opportunity to invite him into and focus on him um, that is monotonous like mowing I've done it for so long it's like second nature to me there's people out there that work out that's second nature to them to lift that barbell. You know, there's people that, you know, dance beautifully and it's second nature to them. Um, and there's just so many things that you do that you've, you have done so in a spirit of excellence that you know how to do these things without really thinking. So then the space is clear for you to have that, that conversation with the father. I mean, seriously dishes. I had someone Yesterday was talking about how she sits there and talks to God while she's doing the dishes and asks him to make sure to cleanse her heart because she's in front of the dishes. But then when she's in front of the stove, she says, light that fire, that Holy Spirit fire. You know, I mean, it's just how do you look at these things, I guess, is the question. Every single day we have the opportunity if we would just take it to um, find him, be still uh, before him without thinking. So stillness is not literally not doing anything. We know that too. You want to talk about that for a second so we can clarify? Because stillness is yeah. not not doing anything. 
Yeah, actually, there is a big difference between phys- you know, physically resting and spiritually resting. And I just want to piggyback on something you said real quick. I think about, you know, John Wesley's mother. She had like tons of kids. And there's a story where she would be so bombarded with trying to rear her family. She would t- literally take her apron and pull it up over her head and start to pray because that's the only time she didn't have a prayer closet. She couldn't stop. She was running a huge household, obviously raising up some mighty men of God. And so, but she would literally be still in that moment and be like, God, to you be the glory. Thank you for helping me get do this, whatever, you know, I don't know what her prayer was, but she would take that opportunity. And so when we are talking about rest, we're talking about being at peace in him where being still is like, it's part of it. It can be part of it, but you can be at rest on the back of the tractor. You can be at rest in the, in the, in the line at the grocery store. You can be at rest right here in a broadcast. This to me, this is soothing. This is resting. This is, you know, edifying to him. So being at rest is that inner balance of, of putting him first and being led by the Holy ghost rather than our own emotions. I think that anytime that we are, in drive according to our our own will you know or our soulless ram our mind will and emotions when that's taking place I, it's harder to be still because our intellect is trying to interfere oh she froze him into every part you still there maggie yeah she oh we yeah. freezing up um, so I'll, I'll, there we go. I'll jump in really quick. Um, you know, you gotta love live stream. <laughs> you gotta love live stream, but it's all good. So for me, it's, it's just everything that y'all are saying again is, is just so important for us to understand because also at the same time, men and women think differently. We True. act and we think differently. So a way that a man is still before the Lord and the way that a man finds rest in the Lord is different because men are wired to be fixers, period, right? We are wired to fix. A wife comes to us. What's the biggest thing? I just want you to listen. I don't need you to fix me. I just want you to listen. Men are always like, okay, well, here's the solution. And my wife's like, I don't need a solution. <laughs> I just need a vent. Like, I just need you to listen to me, right? And so we are, we are doers, we are fixers, we are, we are, and, and that's okay. But we also still have to find those moments of rest. Like my rest is when I'm creative. Like I could take a video and I can sit there and edit it for six hours. For me, I'm like, that's dope. Like that's me because that's what brings me rest, right? I'm not talking about dope, dope. I'm talking about, you know, it's just a whole different age thing, right? So when I look at that, slang, you know, y'all, some slang. people call He's not it talking about drugs. The slang, slang. I mean, some people call it. Oh my God, you're a Christian. You shouldn't be talking like that. Shut up. Stop. Right. So here's the thing: men think differently than women. Women think differently than men. We're going to act a certain way. And so the 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 powerful thing that I heard earlier was finding the rest. Like we literally have this nest that's outside of our kitchen window. And he's reaching the younger generation. And my wife isn't a big fan of birds. She's not a big fan. And so when they, when the, when mama, when mama Robin, that's what we, we've, we've named her mama Robin created this nest. She's like, Hey, there's a nest in that vine. I'm going to take it down. And I'm like, 
No. I'm like, she made a nest for a reason. She's about to put some babies in there. And so she's like, okay, fine. So after a few days, that nest started growing on her because she would go to the kitchen window and she'd always look out and there's mama, mama Robin. She hatched her, you know, she gave birth to her eggs and now the eggs have hatched. And so we're able to see God in those birds. We see them every morning. Papa, Papa Robin stands about six feet away from the nest and he's watching the nest while mama goes and hunts or vice versa. And it's so cool to see because that is that has brought clarity to myself that I'm like, you know what? It goes back to Matthew 6. If the birds don't trip, and I'm paraphrasing, if the birds of the air don't trip and they can just walk on the face of this planet, but they know that they have to do something. If they already have rest knowing all I got to do is get off of this nest and go find food, right? Those birds themselves take action. The same with us as human beings. The wildest thing that God has showed me this year is this. Why is it that animals never have to argue their identity? But us as humans are constantly fighting our identity. You don't have to prove to a chicken that it's a chicken. You don't have to prove to a dog that it's a dog. A dog barks, a chicken clucks. The same with us as human beings. When we understand who we are, we can find rest in that. Yes, who we are in Christ, but then who are you? Like, what is your gift? God gave you this gift. Can you rest in that? That if you're a mailman, be the best mailman there is. If you're a singer like April, be the best singer that you can be in the spirit of excellence that God has given you, right? And I believe that this is where we can find rest in Christ to also find rest in who we are that God has created us in. So that for me has brought me so much freedom to not worry about what I'm going to eat or drink tomorrow. Don't worry about those things because today has enough pressure of its own. And so that's for me, that's where I believe that I can find rest. Amen. Amen. That's so good. April, thoughts on that? Yeah, I uh, I think that you hit it really thoroughly. Um, we can sit here all day and encourage people on how to find his rest, but they, there's a knowing him that is required of that. You can't get to God's rest if you don't know uh, God. And we know God through his son, Jesus Christ. You know, we are reconciled back to him through that. And then, then we have to figure out, of course, each person has their own journey in this. And each person has their own relationship with God, and it's going to look different for each person because you're you are unique. You have a unique fingerprint ID right here, and uh, you are you. You are the only one that can be you. And it's just um, it's just there's so much to say about it because if you don't know that you are a son or a daughter of God, uh, then you won't know what His rest is like. And so this could be just simply Greek to everybody. Um, when we're talking, if they don't know, um, obviously they're like, what is the difference of this? What are you talking about? But there's just, um, there is a, there's a hope that we have in who we, who we identify with, um, as a son or a daughter, you know, and, and if we could just get to that point, because after that is the infilling of the Holy Spirit, we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. And he promised to send the helper, the, the comforter, the counselor, 
you know, the one who is with us in us always. And it's just um, that piece, you know, we're talking about Holy Spirit is what we're talking about. And we're talking about, you know, abiding with him in these deeper things of context. And so how do you explain this kind of stuff to a new Christian is my question. Like, what are your guys' thoughts? Well, I'll tell you, new Christians, bless their hearts. I mean, there has to be um, a gentler way because I know and I know the multiple people that I've ministered to. A lot of times it's just like, read your Bible, go to church, you know, you know, and and they don't disciple people. It's kind of like, you know, we would not have a baby and put the baby out in the middle of the road and go, hey, I hope you make it, you know. Here's your Bible, Here's, you know, start babbling your prayer, whatever. We have to understand if you are watching this and you're a new believer, you can reach out to any of us and we can you know, talk to you individually about how you can grow in your walk with the Lord. Do not, let me repeat this, do not get religious, get relationship, get intimacy, go after Jesus with everything, uh, devour word. I'm not saying it's just like, okay, read your Bible. No, I'm saying allow those words to become live to you. And, um, you know, that's, wow, April, you know, we got four minutes left of the broadcast. That is something we would, that's a whole broadcast in itself. Paul, pick back on what she's saying there. That's good. We're going to have to have a second broadcast talking about that. <laughs> Sorry about that. Yeah, this is all, all good. So to answer April's question is like you said, it's a process. Like everything is a process to understand, but I also love what you said, Maggie, that, you know, you know, and, and, and this is one of those discussions that's, that's, that's a tough one because there's so many church people out there. There's so many pastors there's so many preachers that are just bringing a word and then saying, all right, see you, see you next Sunday. And it's like, well, how do we, how do we process this thing? How do we apply what we just learned? Like, can you walk alongside with me? That's called discipleship. And that's one of the things that is so, it, it's so neglected. It's so neglected in so many areas because there's millions of churches out there. But there's also a million of big houses that, that the discipleship, there's so many people that get lost in, in the cracks. Now, I'm not bashing buildings. I'm not bashing churches because they are needed. However... Right. Don't get mad at the person that is out doing a totally different ministry that is helping disciple people. We're not trying to steal your people, but right. if you were able to take care of your people, then we wouldn't have this need. You follow what I'm saying? And this is where it's at. There's so much friction in the body that it's like, stop being frictionated. I don't even know if that's a word and just accept, Hey, you know what? I do need this help. Can you help me disciple these people? Because I got too much on my load, right? It's called delegation and it's, and it's called allowing God to use every gift and everybody in the way that they are called to do. You follow what I'm saying? So that's just my perspective on all this. Just this whole conversation is just awesome. I say we bring April Brack on the next one because this is just a good dynamic. Um, so yeah, let's keep doing this thing. I love it. 
I think so too, because April brings a unique perspective to the table and, um, and it's all that creativity she's got because of the whole musical thing. I see it all over her. It's, a, it's such a blessing and such a gift. I think that we should bring April back and we will be back here on the third Friday of this month. And we may need to talk about discipleship. What does that look like? And I think the churches try their best, but they put it back on the person. Uh, and then the person does not want to take initiative because they've walked a long time in bondage and they don't want to be vulnerable and open to people. And so that's a whole conversation that we need to have so that people can open up and grow. Because what happens is, at least my experience coming into the church, I had a lot of baggage, a lot of baggage. I mean, I, I didn't just have a couple suitcases. I had like an 18 wheeler truck full of, you know, baggage. Okay. And so uh, there's so much, so much dynamics that go into that, but we'll pray about the topic y'all. And we'll definitely bring something relevant to help you and those that you love grow in deeper in your love with the Lord. But we do want to encourage you find rest and it may look different. Like, you know, Paul said, for everybody, it's different. Male, female, we all are wired different. God created us different, but peace that passes all understanding and and i and i love he even tells us in the scripture to come all who are heavy laden and he gives us rest so if we're trying to get rest in the natural without him it's not going to get us very far so any final thoughts april yeah if i could get my mic unmuted <laughs> my biggest thing if you just be intentional you know there's a an intentionality behind what we choose to do in our day-to-days and we have this initial decision to make jesus our lord and savior and then we have all these little choices behind it through our day-to-day that ultimately the goal life goals hashtag would be, you know, it's more like heart goals, hashtag, let's be real. Um, it would be to uh, to have all of those little choices reflect that original decision. And that's in Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. It says, trust the Lord your God, right? And lean not onto your own understanding. But it's like with all of your heart. And, uh, and then lean not onto your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. And yes. so, um, anyways, that's just my final thoughts. Be intentional with the choices that you make and the priorities that you have in your life. And if you don't know what they are, make a list and figure out how to rearrange those to where they glorify God. Ooh, that's good. That's really good. I love what uh, Melissa said here. She said, discipleship is a must need for us to get out of our believer pampers and get out crawling through faith to walking to him. I love that. And it's so true because we are just pooping all over ourselves. We got so much poop in us. We got so much stuff coming out oh and we God, do need that. So that is so good. <laughs> oh, goodness. So Paul, final thoughts from you, brother. Oh, this is just so good. It's just something popped in my head because Something happened to me on a live stream the other day and it and it equates to the Pampers, but I'll just leave that part out. Um, so this is just so, so awesome. April's rolling because she knows what I'm talking about. But you know what? I think discipleship is a very needed topic. So yeah, let's brainstorm. Let's get it together and uh, let's get out of those believer Pampers, y'all. I love y'all. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Get rid of the baby food and on to the other stuff. And Rebecca says, amen. Rest comes from intentional choice to be born again through the blood of Jesus Christ. It is action. Amen. 
Amen, Rebecca. We want to thank all of you that are watching this and all the you that watch this on the replay. Please put hashtag replay so that we know that you are here. We want to encourage and inspire you. Share this broadcast with someone who needs some, a word of encouragement. I encourage you to go follow April and Paul both. You can click on their pictures and follow them right now if you are not following them. And because there's always good stuff coming out here. This is this is my virtual family, if you will, the people that I like to roll with. And it says... Um, this person says, when a person gets saved in our church, they go to Next Steps class. That's important. Yes, there needs to be next steps. I love that. I love it. I love it. I love it. God bless you guys. Jackie, thank you for the super heart. You're a blessing. Uh, we love you guys. And we'll see you next time right here on Freedom Fridays. God bless. Bye-bye, everyone.